0: hello and welcome back to freedom machines with Freddie dobbs i have been on the biggest high for the past four or five days or so because on thursday afternoon i got to test out the royal enfield classic 500 and everything in my mind has been completely blown up after riding this bike I can't stop thinking about it. I rode this little agricultural, completely outdated, totally undynamic motorcycle for about three hours and I've never been so happy in my life. And it is honestly all I can think about now. For me, this is almost the most perfect motorcycle purely because of the way it makes you feel. And isn't that Isn't that all we're looking for, really? Okay, I'm going to get to that in a second, because this podcast episode is all, all about Royal Enfield, classic 500s, Bullets, and also a quick look at the classic 350 and the Meteor, because these bikes, for me, they're changing biking. They're changing everything that biking's about and everything that biking represents. And these are some bikes that I'm very seriously considering, because... There's nothing more important, nothing more important in life. I saw this quote over the weekend, and this rings true with Royal Enfields in the meters, or whatever bike you like. It's just that I am personally loving Royal Enfields at the moment. But there's no greater justification, and there's no more importance than that should be placed on something than your happiness. Your happiness should be front and centre of absolutely everything. And of course, if you have a family, then you have to take that into account. But it goes with one and the same. If you're happy, your family will be happy. If your family are happy, you will be happy. But there should be nothing that's more important than your happiness. And the happiness that these Royal Enfields bring me, it's almost on another planet to anything else. And I'll get to that in a second. First of all, let me do some housekeeping, right? Today's podcast episode is proudly brought to you by XL Moto, and at the moment until the 27th of March they have what I think is the best deal on jackets and jeans that there will ever be in the motorcycling world. There will never be another deal like it, I honestly believe that because you can buy a pair of motorcycle jeans and a motorcycling leather jacket with all of the armour which should be around 200 pounds usually which is already an incredible deal but until the 27th of March 2022 you can get that for under 80 pounds that's a jacket and jeans both for under 80 pounds i'll put a link in the the written description of this podcast episode or you can just google excel moto course kit sale course is the brand Uh, That Excel Moto stocks. I've got a pair of their slim fit jeans. Their slim fit jeans, incredibly good fitting jeans. Retro style jackets. Go and have a look. One of the best deals I've ever seen. You probably, in fact, you almost certainly won't be able to find brand new jeans and jacket for that price. So it is superb. Right, Um, an apology from my side. I had a listener who kindly sent me an email. He said, "Freddie." Uh, You said in a recent podcast that you drive 15,000 miles a year but you declare uh, to your insurance that you only do 4,000 miles a year. If you had an accident, the insurance company can easily see how many miles you've done by looking at the MOT history online. Thus, they can use this to deny your claim payout. If you run someone over and your insurance company will refuse to pay out, hence you could be sued for potentially hundreds of thousands of pounds. This is in reference to a few months ago, and I admit I do have a bad attitude with this. I I proudly said that I just say that I do a thousand miles or so in my car and bike to get the insurance premiums down when actually I do way more than that. So I mustn't be responsible, mustn't recommend that. Probably best that I start actually growing up a bit in that respect and get some proper insurance sorted. I think I've done it for the car now, to be fair. Maybe I do need to sort the bike out, but anyway, don't listen to that horrible advice from me. And thank you for sending that email in. Okay, there's one other thing I want to do just before I get to this Royal Enfield segment. Let's have a look. Uh, do do do. This is on my phone. Oh, okay. I've got to talk about this fuel prices with everything going on in Russia, and of course, all my thoughts going out to everyone in the Ukraine. Um, Monica my partner she's lithuanian uh we were chatting because she had a few friends over and we're having a we're having some wine we're in tenerife still of course having some wine on the balcony glorious evening chatting about fuel prices and what's going on in russia in lithuania per liter the price of fuel has now hit two euros a liter two euros a liter It is just completely unthinkable. In the UK, I've now seen prices at 188 pence a litre. And to give you an idea, I remember I'm sure it was about a year and a half ago, it was about 110 p a litre. Well, it's now 188 p a litre in some places. Uh, But I've got a solution. And that solution is the Royal Enfield Classic 500. Because I have heard rumours, and I'm going to read out a bit of this in a second. I've heard rumours from owners that Uh, There's one owner that says it will do 90 MPG. And there's another owner that says his bike will return 120 miles per gallon on a tank. And I think that means that one tank on a Royal Enfield Classic will do over 270 miles on a tank. Sometimes I think, in biking, and with cars as well, we're going backwards. When I look at the fuel economy figures of some very simple cars from the 90s, you know, comfortably i remember i had a a rover metro 1.4 liter diesel atrocious little car Uh, just at the end when british car manufacturing was on its knees and everything we're making was beyond useless this was a little rover metro it rusted at the sight of a drop of water but it was averaging 80 mpg for me this is from a 1993 car when rover were basically bankrupt and they were doing that you know now we're still dancing when we hear a car averages 60 mpg that's cause for dancing. Uh, why aren't we progressing with MPG in vehicles? I don't know. I don't get it, honestly. So if you want, if you want something really economical, go back to the old school. Royal Enfield Classic, 120 MPG some owners are, are getting. So that is your solution to the current fuel energy crisis at the moment. Okay, right. So I recently posted... I recently launched a video on YouTube about my afternoon with the Royal Enfield Classic 500. Um, I had it for three hours. This, This bike, in fact, I'll get onto the bike in a second, but what I want to do now is read you a few... A few insights from owners uh, I said basically if there are any owners I want to hear from you I don't care if you're in the US, Europe or India I want to hear from every Royal Enfield Classic 500 owner let me know your thoughts about the bikes put it in a comment on YouTube and let me let me see what they're all about from an owner's perspective um, and I'm going to read out just just a few I've picked a a selection some Indian riders some from the UK and I think one from the US as well to give you a nice broad perspective on what these motorcycles are all about right and I'm quoting here and I will be for I've got eight insights here but it's just so great hearing you know these these characterful bikes they're owned by passionate riders so have a listen to this okay Freddie, I'd, I'd well Freddie, I'd it sounds like I'm being big headed here, but I'm just reading what people said. Freddie, I'd like this video a 100 times if I could. Short of owning one for a while, and I still do, you've nailed it. My particular one is optimal at 60 to 70 kilometers an hour, let's say 40 to 50 miles an hour, where it's returning 120 miles per gallon. I'm in Asia where most bikes are 100 to 125ccs and dual carriageways have dedicated motorcycle lanes and bikes doing those speeds are expected, not so in the UK and I'm sure it would blend in there with any other traffic, especially on dual carriageway. That might well be very fraught. I rode a Meteor 350, and that will comfortably cruise at 60 to 65 miles per uh, miles an hour, which would swing it for me if I were in the UK and wanted it for all conditions. The downside, I found the Meteor too sanitized to replace the old 500, and the ultimate experience uh, Uh, and the ultimate experience but that experience only to be savoured in the right conditions when it's magic and that is so true if you're comparing the Royal Enfield Classic 500 um, there is no motorcycle that's more characterful than this bike and there is no motorcycle built in the past 20 to 30 years that has more of an old school charm it is unlike anything else in fact you cannot compare it to anything else other than 1940s motorcycles from 1940. With regards to the Royal Enfield Meter, now this is an interesting point because the Royal Enfield Meter is a a much, much better bike. It's much better built. The quality of the finish is better. It's been screwed together and welded together better. And funnily enough, the 350cc engine, just as this rider in Asia said, the 350cc engine is a better engine it's a stronger engine on the motorways it's smoother i can i could happily do 70 miles an hour on the motorway on the meteor whereas honestly over 55 miles an hour on the 500 cc bullet, you will know more than 15 minutes otherwise it's quite painful with all the shaking that's going on but but it's that nostalgia you know why is it why is it that i cannot stop thinking about the classic 500, a bike that is probably in reality a one and a half out of five star bike, a two star bike. It's probably the worst bike I've ridden, but why is it the bike that I like? I think I like it more than any other bike I've ever ridden. Why is that? Why can I not stop thinking about it? Why did I spend an hour and a half on eBay yesterday looking for a bike that I would class as the worst bike I've ever ridden? Oh, it's a funny time we live in, isn't it? I, I, it, it makes you understand the kind of rider you are because I I value, quite clearly, in my mind, I value the character and the soul of a motorcycle above absolutely everything else because this bike, is, it would get laughed at if I went out for a ride with my friends. In fact, I'd ruin their enjoyment because it's so damn slow. They would be waiting for me for 10 minutes every 15 minutes or so. Okay, I'm carrying on now. Next in, uh, next owner insight. I was waiting for this, Freddy. Another excellent video from you and Monica. You did, it, you did it justice in explaining about the character of the bike. I'm from India, living in the UK. I have fond memories of seeing this beauty in India, in the Indian countryside and in cities. Bullets were wide, or bullets are widely used. And also it gives me a silly happiness to say that the Royal Enfield bikes are made from Chennai, Madras. That's where I'm from. And this is why I love it. This is exactly why I love Royal Enfields, because of their authenticity. They're not a garage queen. I can imagine Indian riders using them as a daily mode of transport on all terrains, not smooth motorways, but sidetracks, muddy roads, potholed roads. These are bikes to be used, and these are bikes made by bikers as a mode of transport. The Indians, The Indians make motorcycles to be used on a daily basis, and they make motorcycles that are built to be affordable for the masses. And that, that is why I love them so much. I continue. Hey Freddie, I'm from India, and I recently bought the Classic 350 Reborn. It's the new generation, and it's more fun and more rhythmic. It has the Meteor Engine, semi-digital instrument cluster, no kickstart, dual channel ABS, dual brakes, dual disc brakes, I should say. It's got the meteor chassis, but much more, um, and much more, but now it's the perfect mix of vintage and modern bike. Made like a gun, goes like a bullet, cheeky wink. And it's my daily driver. I'm a college student, and here in India, people have lots of fields here, uh, but uh, they have their own identity, their own status. In almost 1.5 months, I've clocked up 900 kilometers. It's top-notch handling, definitely addicted. Uh, to the dug, dug sound it makes. I love that. You get that picture, don't you? In you know, riding to school or riding to college on these Enfields, and they really are a gigantically popular bike. It's. I just love reading these. It gives you it puts character into the bike, you know, telling a story behind these bikes. It really, it connects you with them, unlike anything else. I'm just going to do the last few here. Freddie, I bought my classic 500 new in December 2019 because they built them to 2020. You know, they built these bikes up until two years ago. So this one, this rider would have bought one of the very last, I bought it new in December, 2019, before I even had my license, but due to all the lockdown restrictions, I wasn't able to get my test done until the end of August, 2021. Can you imagine how frustrated that, how frustrating that was? However, I used the time wisely and the bike was customized to my tastes. Engine bars, sump guard, Uh, spotlights, changes to the exhaust and the rear suspension. Since passing my test, I've racked up over 3,000 miles on the bike, which I call HG Wells, it's my time machine. I love that, calls it HG Wells, as it's my time machine. It's never let me down and always provokes conversation wherever I go. You can chuck it into corners with ease and that noise is glorious. It's not a bike for selling on, I also have a BMW F800ST, which is fast but soulless. It has no name, full stop. And that that just so perfectly sums up what these bikes are about. They have a complete character of their own. You, you feel something when you're riding them, you connect to them so much so, this rider has named his classic 500 but doesn't see the need to name the BMW F800. It's, it's all about the character. It's about the way it makes you feel. Thank you for sending that in. Okay, I'll do the last three. Freddie, I've got a military green classic 500. Had it five years. Only problem is the vibration which... <laughs> the only problem is the vibration which sometimes makes things fall off. The biggest plus is the Kickstarter as my current battery keeps draining and I can still start it every time. The more battered it gets, the better it looks. Two points here, I'm glad I I saved this one. First off, the vibrations making things fall off. This sounds completely ridiculous uh, until it actually happened to me when I had the bike for three hours. The side stand sensor, sheared off, clean sheared off, and was dangling off the bottom of the bike. Monica said to me, "Freddie, I think there's something hanging off the bike. I didn't know what it was, tucked it in the side, got back to Easy Rider Tenerife, and they said, oh yeah, that's the kickstand, so they'll have to weld that back on. So yes, I know now firsthand that things do actually fall off. With regards to the kickstand, you know, I was off to meet, uh, in fact, I was off to meet Moto UK yesterday, who's a, a British YouTuber. We had coffee in Tenerife because he was over testing out a Moto Guzzi engine and I was coming over to meet him and I jumped on the bike, it was nine in the morning, 8.50 in the morning, turn on the Bonneville and guess what, didn't start and it's so annoying when motorbikes don't start and you know what, it's probably getting worse now because Bikes are so much more technologically advanced. There's so many things going on that the battery has to cope with. It's such a common thing that batteries just end up dying and you're you're stuck, you're stranded. Even sometimes I hear from some BMW owners that if they leave the bike for four days on a new BMW, the battery can die. So I actually love the idea of this kickstand. It took me, I'll be honest with you, it took me 15 minutes of being shown by the owner's son of Easy Rider Tenerife how to use a kickstand. And it was so embarrassing by the end that I said to him, oh, don't worry, it's fine. I'll, I'll head off and I'll go and learn how to do it, you know, just by myself. And he said, no, no, Freddie, no, no, because you won't do that, will you? You won't, you're just saying it. And I said, okay, yeah, you got me. You got me, okay. Okay, I'll stay here and do it. It took me 15 minutes of awkwardly trying to do it then looking at him for uh, some encouragement. And finally I managed to do it. Uh, And now I know how to do it with three kicks down and on the third, usually it kicks into life, but I love kickstands and they make so much sense. And I think kickstands make almost as much sense now as they did 10 or 20 years ago because the batteries just do not seem to cope on modern bikes. And I certainly, I'd love a kickstand on the Bonneville because the amount of times I've now been stranded on the Bonneville, I'll give anything for a kickstand. Uh, I continue. Freddy, I own a classic 500 stealth black, same that's in your videos. The Meteor and the new classic 350 are amazingly smooth, but there's something about the 500 which is unmatched. The character is something unique to this. I've traveled across India on this and wouldn't trade it for anything. Final two I'll do. Thanks for sharing. I have to say that in my 43 years of riding motorbikes, I too have done the big fast bike thing. However with my perceived wisdom for what it's worth is that what's really important is smiles per mile. I had a Bullet 500 for eight years. I regretfully sold it as I wanted and still love an Interceptor. And I did not have the secure storage space to keep both. This is how I'm now feeling more and more The, the longer I've been biking because I've had the 130 horsepower Triumph speed triple this, these kinds of bikes, whether it's the Bonneville, bear in mind the Bonneville is, is half the horsepower, my Bonneville, 65 horsepower, half the horsepower of the Triumph Speed Triple, half of it, and I remember thinking when I got it, Fred, you're selling out, you're selling out, like, you're going backwards, you're buying slower bikes, because I thought I had to be getting faster and faster bikes every time I got a new bike, and I understand there's a place for that and every single rider is different. There's a type of bike for everyone. But I get now so strongly the glory and the joy of these simple bikes that are designed for, for our roads. They're, they're designed for our roads. These Enfields, they are perfect for real road conditions, for real speed limits. And it's so interesting when I hear from older bikers, you know, who've gone completely the other way. You know, this biker had a Bullet 500 and only sold it for the Interceptor. I mean, even the Interceptor, you know, it's only 47 horsepower. Sometimes I think that's all you need. I really do. And the final one pure poetry, brother. I have a Classic 500 Battle Green and I've got to tell you, every day I enjoy it more and more. Everything about this bike is perfect. The vibrations, the simplicity, the lack of technology. It's just like you said, it's niche. I really like the modern ones, but this this is a different kind of animal. Okay, let me have a look. So Royal Enfield Classic 500. Let's have a look and see what's what's the story about this let's have a look and see what the the papers write about this so if we go to let's have a look we'll go just and check motorcycle news and see what they're saying about it because so I always like to get a relative opinion on this from them, just to to keep some relativity. So every bike I check, I usually go here. Now they rate it three out of five. Owner's rating, four out of five. Owner's reliability rating, 3.4 out of five. So none of those numbers are brilliant. Although the owner's rating of four out of five, I actually would say is quite good. Annual servicing costs 140 pounds. Ride quality and brakes, two out of five stars. Now you see, I found the ride quality actually very good. It's soft suspension. The brakes aren't good, but they are perfectly adequate for the horsepower and the bike itself. I never had an issue with the brakes at all because you're never going so fast to worry. They they do a perfectly good job, the brakes. I, I, I think that may be harsh, two out of five. Engine, two out of five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't argue with that too much. Two out of five for the engine. It's a characterful engine, it's lovely, but yeah, it's not going to win any awards, but it's the character. If there was a mark out of five for character for the engine, it'd be five out of five, but okay, fair enough. Let's go two out of five, I, I do understand that. Reliability and build quality two out of five yes i do agree with that i could tell areas of the paint on the edge not brilliantly done some of the welding not great bits do fall off it's true but the value compared to the rivals four out of five and i love this equipment one out of five stars yep completely agree love mcn very very good place to get an unbiased opinion on motorcycles so now i'm going to let's go and have a look at some used prices here right I'm on auto trader, bear in mind, these bikes, by the time they stopped selling them, came in at 4,800 pounds. Okay, 4,800 pounds, and they, they were never expensive. You know, at the start of their run back in 2008, well, if they were 4,800 in 2020, you know, they were probably maybe a little bit under 4,000 pounds when they first came out. Bear that in mind because, you know, an auto trader, For 2016 model, you're looking at £3,790. And back in 2016, they probably only cost about £4,300 new. These bikes do not go down in value. Now, the problem is they've stopped selling them two years ago. And this is, as my title said on YouTube, they are the last, the final bastion of the old school motorcycles. There will never ever be anything like this again. And the residual values, the used prices, are starting to show very, very clearly now. 2018 models, 4,400 pounds. 2019 models, 4,600 pounds. Tell you what, there's even one with a sidecar here for 9,000 pounds, but, so, oh, I tell you, there's a glorious one here. Green tank, that looks absolutely lovely. 2018 model, four years old. These are not cheap. Now, the problem we have here is that you will not be going out because the residuals are so strong and buying a classic 500 because it's a good value used proposition. Uh, because it's not there are many many other japanese bikes that will be much much better for much much less money however they're not a royal enfield classic 500 so you need to part with at least on auto trader 3700 pounds however even though they have held the value so well they are not a great bargain they're going to be going up in value in my eyes because they're the final one of their generation as i said there'll never be anything like it again, and they have absolutely everything needed to be a future classic with all of that character. The question is, can I find anything, can I find anything cheaper on eBay? Is it possible, is it possible to find any, any of these cheaper? It doesn't look like I've got much hope on eBay either. What I'm going to do now, Is have a look at the 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 classics, very similar brother, which is the Bullet, the Bullet Five Hundred. And if I'm looking at the Bullet Five Hundred, you're still looking at three thousand pounds. You still, these do not drop in value. I've never seen anything like it. I'm looking at a two thousand and ten Royal Enfield Bullet. looks superb. This is actually 350cc one, it's 3,300 pounds. It would have been possibly cheaper than that in 2010 to buy. These are, in our current volatile climate with stocks and shares going through the floor and the same with many other things, these have got to be as sound an investment as you could ever possibly dream of. If I had a garage with space, I would be going out and buying a Royal Enfield Classic 500 or a Royal Enfield Bullets, because they are superb, superb value propositions. I must check now. The final place where I know there's a chance to get a bargain and that is Gumtree. Is it possible to actually find a bargain Royal Enfield Classic 500. Or do bargains not exist with these bikes? They may not exist. I'm on Gumtree, which is where I usually find great value bikes. You know, I'm looking at one here, 2020, the last of the generation in black, Oh oh now this is a special bike now and this is also very very interesting because royal enfield and i think i think you may still be able to buy one brand new to order special order bike and that is the royal enfield classic 500 i think they call it all black or something like that and it's four thousand nine hundred pounds and it's the very very last edition now this one here in from 2020 the price 5,700 pounds. I'm sure that's about a thousand pounds over the list price. It looks glorious, but what we're looking at here are motorcycles that are actually being sold for more than than they were selling for retail when when absolutely brand new, when brand new. How often does that happen in the motorcycling world? It's not a common thing. I'll have to check one more. So if I go here, Gumtree, Royal Enfield, let's try Bullet. Maybe I'll have more like Royal Enfield Bullet 500. Is there a bargain to be found? And I'll also put, for the final search, onto eBay, I'll put, instead of Classic 500, I'll put Bullet 500. Let's see what we can find. Okay, so on Gumtree, what have I got? Okay, I found one for found one for 2,800 pounds from 2010, 3,100, you know, this, okay, fine, you need 3,000 pounds to buy one of these then, bargains do not exist with these old classic Royal Enfields and I predict the prices to be going up and up as these get more and more desirable, not even in the long term, not even in 10 years, sometimes I'm trying to predict motorcycle and car residuals uh future prices 10 years uh 10 years ahead not necessary for these the bullets in the classic 500s these bikes within the next year or two will be going up noticeably in value so if you're looking for a good investment get your hands on one of these because you're onto an absolute winner and you're onto something that will get more and more desirable as the years go on and we're looking i'm thinking Imminent future here, the next year or two, because every time these pull up at events or just a ride on a Sunday, they will get more attention than a £20,000 Harley Davidson. I'm sure they are so unique. Right, I'll end it there. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this week's episode go and check out excelmoto.com for that course kit sale jeans and jacket for under £80. That's excelmoto.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Have a superb week everyone and I'll speak to you in the next one.